This is Dallas Pruitt, and welcome to the Multifamily Mindset Growthcast. Success is the product of daily habits. The key is to think bigger and increase growth in everything you do. Growth happens daily and weekly, right? not just monthly or quarterly. Too many people are blind to the fact that life is happening for them, not to them. When you focus on fear and scarcity, you are by default limiting your potential. You should write that down. Seriously, you should write that down. Achieve your potential and live a rich, full life. We've all heard that it takes money to make money. That's false. It takes value to make money. Good morning and welcome to this episode of the Multifamily Mindset Growth Cast. We've got Dallas here again today. Today we're not going to do a deep dive on um, one of the episodes that Dallas has already done. We're going to take a a little bit of a different spin today. Dallas gave a webinar for our company, the Multifamily Mindset, last night about no magic. What was it? Sorry. No magic, (laughs) only decisions. No magic, only decisions. Um, The webinar was awesome. Super impactful. Had a ton of great feedback. I was super engaged the whole time, listened the whole time which is hard for me because when I'm sitting in front of my computer, I usually get distracted with something work and I try to listen and do work at the same time. But last night I was pretty engaged. It was an awesome, awesome webinar. Um, so we're going to talk, we're going to talk a little bit about that webinar that Dallas did. Um, and it, he really started it off with a story. Yeah. So I'm going to just let you tell the story. All righty. And I may interrupt you and ask some questions along the way. Dive into Excellent. Yeah. I started with a story. Uh, I had half an arrow. I showed everybody half an arrow and uh, told the story of an experience that I had over the course of a two-year span. Really, I would say it was actually over the course of a long period of time. It was like a desire I had for long before I, the, the two-year slot of the, the time frame that I shared last night. But uh, for anybody that doesn't know me uh, personally, I am an archer. Uh, I, I like to bow hunt. I would say I'm a bow hunter. I'm more of a bow hunter than I am an archer as far as identity goes. But, um, archery is something I'm super passionate about. Yeah, dude, I love the outdoors. I love, I specifically love mule deer. I'm super intrigued by mule deer. Part of it is I grew up in the West and, uh, you know, at the base of the Wasatch mountains and it was, they've always just been my passion, man. Like we have elk, we have bears, we have mountain lions, um, upland game birds. And I did a lot of all of those or not all of those, but a lot of those things growing up for some reason, I have always gravitated to mule deer. And in fact, it's become like a weird obsession of mine to like study them, which sounds super weird to some people. It's I'm a sure. passion for sure. Dude. But I love you're it. Not, like you're behaviors. not the only one either though. There's a lot no, of people. It's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a, a community thing right. here from where I, I grew up. Uh-huh. Um, so anyways, mule deer have always intrigued me. And I, a few years ago, I created this goal. I was like, I'm going to kill harvest. I like to use the word harvest. I think it has less sting for people that aren't hunters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm going to harvest the biggest mule deer I possibly can. And we measure antlers by inches. Yeah. So for me, in my mind, it was like I needed to kill a 160-inch harvest. harvest. I needed to harvest a 160-inch mule deer. Yeah. Uh, inches, you know. Their 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 antlers. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who's listening, who's not a hunter, we eat all of the meat. That's why you say harvest, dude. That's yeah. why you, that's why you use the word harvest is because you're actually harvesting it, for sure. butchering it, and putting it. In yeah, your we freezer butcher. We put it in our year. freezer. It feeds my family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's part of the reason why I love it so yeah. much, yeah. right? 
Um, so 160 inches, that was the goal. Um, Pope and Young, that's the mark for a trophy, considered a trophy mule deer with a bow. And I had never killed anything even remotely that size. So I was like, that's a good starting point. I'm going to do that. So I dedicated myself to studying a specific area and finding a mule deer in a specific area because they're very habitual. They, they don't move a lot early in the season during bow season, unless they're pushed out of the area from pressure and, you know, which I wasn't going to screw that up. I was going to be super strategic about it. Yeah. And so I went and I studied this basin and I found the mule deer. He was this big, huge four point. And, uh, I watched him all summer and it was so fun, man. So beautiful. So amazing. to Just stalked watch him navigate. Him. Yeah. Stalked yeah. him, watched him. And, uh, I planned, I strategized, I prepared, I shot my bow more than ever this year. Uh, practicing, preparing everything. It, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I committed to it and I went up and I hunted for, you know, just over 10 days. Yeah. And I finally got a shot on this mule deer broadside, 66 yards, something I'd practiced all not, year not long. Not very far for a good bow hunter. Yeah. For, or is I, it? Yeah. Uh, it's, I would say that's actually money. Deep. I would say it's the money spot okay. for somebody who's practiced. Yeah broadside at 60 yards that it's a shot i should make does broadside mean you're looking right at its side it means that it's they're turned sideways so you've got right like yeah you. that's yeah. like the shot you look for because okay. you have a free or not a free you ha- have the best angle on their vitals okay. okay right so i anchored my pin and we were in a on a super steep vertical um which plays a factor gravity will pull your arrow like there's all these things people just don't know about right like if you're bubbled there's a bubble on your bow and if your bubble's not level you have to look through your peep find your pin and then you have to level your bubble. If you don't level your bubble, gravity is going to pull your arrow down and you're going to miss the entire animal Gotcha. or worse, hit it in a spot. That's not a good spot and you're going to injure the animal, which is like every bow hunter's worst nightmare. And dude, I anchored my pin, everything, checked my bubble shot, shot right over his back. So it was perfect left to right, but I shot right over its back. And the problem was, is I just had the wrong yardage. Or I could have jerked at the last second, right? Like any small yeah. fraction of a movement yeah. threw it off, and I was devastated. I stayed up there for another 24 hours to try and find this buck again. Yeah, I started to lower my standards, which sucks when it comes to a goal, right? Like yeah. I started to lower my standards and accept defeat and all these horrible things that come along with not finding success and achieving yeah. whatever it is you've set out to do. Yeah. And I hung my head, dude, and I hiked off the mountain. I never got another shot. And my wife hated me for about a week because I was just miserable. Here's the thing that a lot of people may not realize about hunting as well as though that it's in seasons. So yeah. Like you have like your couple of weeks to get your deer. Your time frame set your, as far yeah, as the yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like if you don't get your deer, you have to wait until the next year to try to get another deer. Yeah. That's what maybe not a lot of people understand. So you had this goal. And it, and you, and unfortunately it wasn't like I could extend the time slot. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I went to work after that on myself Mm -hmm. to try and like, you know, cope with all of this. Cause it might not sound like a big deal to people who are listening, but for me it was a huge deal. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't have a lot of hobbies. Right. I have a family and my life's work. I have one hobby really that I do, you know, that I'm committed to and that's bow hunting. Yeah recreationally I'll play some golf every once in a while, but I don't care. Yeah. I don't yeah, have time yeah. to care. You're not passionate it's, about it. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a release, right. but I'm passionate about bow hunting and, and I had set this goal up on a pedestal and it didn't happen, dude. And I, I felt like failure for that week. Right. And I had some choices that I needed to make. Um, and some of those choices were, I could hang it up 
I really wanted to harvest a big mule deer and I thought I, I just need to pick a path of less resistance. Yeah. Maybe I need to pick up my 30 out six, put in for a rifle tag, <laughs> right. shoot something at, you know, a thousand yards. That right. doesn't sound too challenging, but I could get it done. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. Right. I committed at that point when I was going through that conversation of no, you're, you're not going that route. Right. I made the hard choice and dude, I doubled down and I just decided it's on. We're going to do it again. And that time frame, it's okay that it didn't happen within the time frame, the time slot that I had set for myself. There's next year. Yeah. Let's do this, you know? Yeah. And so I changed up a lot of the things that I needed to, and I started yeah. to look at what was working, what wasn't working, what I needed to do better yeah. and just got to work, man, and got lost in the process again. And, and long story short, uh, the following year, I ended up harvesting uh, a buck that went 165. So right above that 160 mark. Yeah. And dude, it was so bittersweet because one, the goal was achieved, but two, it was over. Right. And I learned so many things and fell so in love with the process of the work as far as becoming a bow yeah. hunter, right? Yeah. That it was actually like a bummer that it was over. Right. I didn't want it to be over. And the good you, thing about it, dude, is it's not over. Because you found your because you found the joy in the pursuit. For sure. Of in the pursuit of becoming better right. at whatever it is you want to become right, better right, at. Right? right. Like for right. me, it was bow hunting. I right. wanted to become a better bow hunter. Right. And that is the bittersweet thing is, is rather than a, just achieve a goal of harvesting a buck that was, you know, 160 plus in that process, I found something even greater, which was I became a bow hunter. Yeah. My identity changed. Right. And since then I have harvested multiple animals. I've harvested, you know, a couple elk. I've harvested uh, European boar. I've harvested multiple mule deer, you know, and I've had lots of missed opportunities. I've, I've, I've missed yeah. and screwed up more opportunities than I've actually succeeded in. But those are just as enjoyable because, again, I've become a bow hunter. Right. I'm not just seeking a result to chalk it up on the win list and call it good. Right. So in between the time, so you, you, you went out, just kind of recap here. You went out, tried to get this, you set a goal, you, you failed. The time slot was over. You had another year to prepare. You took that year, you prepared, you went back out and you ended up achieving your goal uh, surpassing your goal. Yeah. Getting a bigger buck than you even, than you even, than you even planned on getting. I want to focus in and dial in on that time in between. The time in between the seasons, the time in between the hunts, you say you did some preparation, you did some things. I want to talk about actionable items in that span that you did that people could apply in their business, right? Uh We've had, we have, we have people that are trying to do real estate deals all the time. Real estate is very competitive. There's people who are trying, if it's a good deal, there's multiple people bidding, trying to get this deal. Um, And sometimes you don't end up on the other side of the good side of that that battle probably more times than not you you end you, up you end up not getting the deal right you end, mm-hmm. especially if you're just getting started it's pretty hard so people may be a little bit discouraged in, in entrepreneurship in any way right you you set a goal you miss it and you have to recalibrate and attack that goal again what what is it that you did in that time to help you recalibrate to help you reset to be able to go achieve that goal that's what i want to focus on today mm-hmm Yesterday, you spoke a little bit about um, staying neutral. Yeah. I really want to talk about that and the importance of that. But kind of give us a little bit of a breakdown of just a few of the actionable items that you did to prepare for that, for chasing that goal again. I I had to accept first and foremost that 
I failed. Yeah. In that one instant. Yeah. Right? In that one yeah. instance, I, I failed. That one goal. That one goal I failed. I didn't quite achieve. I did everything that I could, and I still didn't. It still didn't come to fruition. Right. We don't accept failure in the sense that, like, I'm a failure. I didn't accept that I was a failure. I accepted the fact that that goal didn't happen. Yeah. Right? It didn't come to full fruition. Once I accepted that, I was able to, to make some better decisions. Right. I was faced with some crossroads and staying neutral was one of the strongest components in me being able to, to make the right decisions. You know, no magic, only decisions. That's what we mean is uh, I could have waited there and, and like questioned a lot of things, asked a really, some really poor questions and hoped that some type of like, you know, I could hope that some type of multifamily real estate savior is going to come touch me with their golden finger. Or like whisper all the secrets yeah. to me yeah. and actually grab hold of what's my job to do and the blessing I've been given to do the work and just do it for me. That will never happen. Right. That's what we talk like. But for some reason we trick ourselves into thinking that like there is some type of magic potion. There is some type of magic process that if we can just tap into, it'll make everything easier and it will make us successful. And it's just not true. You make yourself successful. And at the end of the day, the process of achieving your goal. It's just going to take what it takes. And for each person, it takes something a little bit different. We talked about the labyrinth of your goal, right? People like create a goal and they think that there's this specific series of steps and this specific path that they're supposed to take that will actually get them there. And it's just a matter of doing the work through that path. Yeah. But the path hasn't been decided for you. You have to work to work hard to figure out what the path is. Right. You have to be paying attention and you have to be willing to do what it takes and it's going to take more than what you probably think right now. Right. And accepting that, yeah. accepting that it's going to accepting right now, early on in the process or midway through the process. Cause you continue to up the ante as you achieve goals right. and grow, right. To just accept the fact that it's going to take whatever it's going to take. And no matter what it takes, you're going to do the work. Right. That's powerful. Deciding that deciding that you're going to, and what I mean by you're going to do the work is you're going to make the decision right now to become and and set that standard higher than than being something. You're right. going to you're going to commit to the process. You're going to fall in love with it. Through that commitment you're going to fall in love with the process and when you get lost and fall in love with the process of the work and doing what it takes, then you'll actually be able to do some really grand things and you'll become even more than what you probably thought you were going to become when you originally set out. And, uh, it's crazy too. Cause like I feel now I used to feel like I counted time. Like, like I paid attention to time. Yeah. Hopefully this makes sense for people. Yeah. I used to feel like I'll let you know if it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I used to feel like I used to, uh, count my, my days. And now rather than count my days, I make my days count. And by making my days count, Dude, I legitimately lose track of the day of the week some of the time, even yeah. though I'm a huge planner yeah. and I stake everything out. Yeah. But that's what falling in love with the process does for you is it, it, it you lose track of time because yeah. you're so lost in the betterment process. You're so lost in the improvement process, not obsessed with it in the fact that like if you don't improve, you're miserable. Right. But the process is fun. It's so fun. Yeah. You know, learning is so fun yeah. and 
my perspective has completely shifted with all these goals that I've, I'm working on accomplishing. Like I legitimately love to learn. I think that's something, I think that's something that we, we make note of is don't count your days. Don't wait until Friday. Don't count the days until Friday, but make the days count. They do a weekend. The weekend is, is something of the past for yeah. me. I mean, yeah. Saturday and Sunday are just two more great days that I've been blessed with. Yeah. You know, but I don't yeah. look forward to the weekend. Like I look forward to today. Yeah. And all the things that I get to do today. Yeah. And fulfilling my definite purpose in life. Yeah. I legitimately wake up excited every day. So even even in that year span where you're frustrated, recalibrating, reworking to try to get this buck, you still woke up every day excited, ready to take on and attack what you could that day. Yeah, I think it would be uh, naive of me to say to everybody that every day right. I woke up feeling great. Right. There were days I woke up and I was discouraged. Right. There were days I I woke up. Yeah, yeah, there's days that I woke up and I was a little bit fearful. Yeah. There were days that I woke up and I went to work and I wasn't shooting well. Um, We're we're talking specifically to that goal again. Yeah. That I doubted my abilities. On those those days when those things did arise, what was the conversation that you had with yourself? How did you... When the conversation... You and I have had this conversation, but how did you bounce back the next day? When the conversation went well... It was neutral. Good. You know, there's a there's a quote. Wait, 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 wait. Start. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, dude. When you mean neutral, what do you like? What do you mean? Yeah, I'm by gonna neutral? use this quote. Okay. Sorry. Went. No, you're good. I like it. <laughs> I knew. I could, dude. We worked so long enough with long enough with each other. Now I know yeah. what you're coming you, at me with. Shoot, I gotta change <laughs> it up. I gotta change it up. When things are going great, yeah. Keep it in perspective. When things are going bad, keep it in perspective. And that literally just was on repeat. In those hard moments. Yeah. Keep it in perspective, Dallas. It's a moment. Right. What can you do to win this moment right now with the challenges you face? Yeah. Sometimes winning the moment just looked like mastering the conversation I was having with myself. Dude, and that's that's something we need to know. Yeah. For sure. Is oftentimes the wins in the days or the conversations that you have with yourself after you've maybe messed up or fell to something. Or you're having a hard time. Some of the biggest wins are the ones nobody's will, nobody will ever notice. Right. Besides you. Right. Some, right. In fact, most of my greatest wins that propelled me to greater achievements were wins that not even you nor my wife nor anybody else that talks to me on a regular basis and sees me regularly knows that I had. But I was I recognized those wins. I was aware of those wins. I knew how to – I worked hard on figuring out how to get those wins. And again, sometimes the biggest win is just – the way I'm dictating that conversation, the, yeah. the, the narrative yeah. that I'm having with myself in that moment of struggle, yeah. you know, and, and also like, and, and there's just phrases that I've used, right? Like that's one, you know, when things are going great, keep it in perspective. Things aren't going great. Dallas, keep it in perspective and just repeating that to myself. Yeah. Right. And sometimes, and that's, and that's how you stay neutral for sure. It's keeping it in the keep remembering, keep the it in context. Picture. Yeah. Keep it yeah. in context. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the repeating phrase was you are not your feelings yeah dude this just reminds me of a conversation that i had with tyler it was probably about a year ago at this point i i came to tyler i was talking to tyler i was telling him i was i've been working with tyler and ryan um for some time and i came to tyler and i said dude i'm just feeling so overwhelmed you guys have given me so many tasks so many different things to do i'm feeling super overwhelmed and my anxiety is like kind of getting out of control i'm 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 
I'm having a hard time. Yeah. Basically, is what I, I came to Tyler and told to Tyler, and he says, and he and he explained to me a way that he, a t- a trick or a tool or something that he does when he gets in that same position because we all get there. Yeah. Even your highest achievers, even. Like everybody gets to the point where they feel so bogged down and have so much to do that they almost implode. They almost shut down. That's where I, that's to the point where I getting, and I wanted to have a conversation with somebody that I love and trust. And that was Tyler. And I wanted to get some perspective from him. And it is, that's exactly what he said is you need to pause, not think about anything other than the big picture, everything that's going on. Take a step back. The way that Tyler does it is through meditation. He goes and he sits and he meditates and he thinks and he breathes. He focuses on his breathing. To sit back, see the whole big picture, and then all of the other and all of these things that are just not I wouldn't say corrupting your mind, but taking up space in your mind and yeah. your energy almost melt away not melt away, but you, it's easier for you to put them in, in perspective it's, and easier for you to prioritize them. It's interesting you had that conversation with Tyler, and I love talking about this. Um, we have, we have our, our, uh, slogan, right? Our think bigger, right? That's, that's exactly what it is. That's what that means. Yeah. And, uh, when we think big in that sense, right. Of that context of the conversation that you just had, yeah, that you had with Tyler, what it does is it helps us to take our blinders off. Right. And, and again, the opposition would be when we don't think big and we start to let that those feelings consume us, right? And we become our feelings, which you don't have to be, but we start to become our feelings. What ends up happening is you throw up these blinders, your perspective is skewed, your heart becomes hardened, and like all these bad things start to happen. And what's so powerful is like you, you have control over that. Right. And you can gain, if you don't feel like you have control over that right now, you're listening and you're like, I don't have control over that. Recognizing that you do have control over that, meaning like you have the potential to have control over that. It actually is within your control. It just takes practice and dedication, just like any other craft right. man. just like any other right. skill set. Right. You know, these skills that we talk about thinking neutrally, it's not a hoax. It's not some gimmick. It's not some self-talk, you know, bull crap. It's, it's real. Right. And it's a real skill set just like shooting a basketball. And if you have a fixed mentality about it and you say, well, I'm just not good at basketball. Well, I'm just an emotional person. My emotions are an asset. Yeah. Right. What are they talking about? What is this guy talking about? I just like, that's not me. I don't think that way. Well, you don't think that way because you don't want to think that way. Right. You're choosing not to think that way. Right. And you're actually stuck in a fixed mentality. You're stuck in a fixed mindset. You can change. You should change. Yeah. And that's that's crucial. Right. If you want to be successful, if you want to have success in the fields that you've chosen, you know, in the multifamily world, in in achieving these goals that these people you have all set for yourselves. You have to think neutral. That's part of what it takes. It takes what it takes. Well, that's what it takes. It takes thinking neutrally. Yeah. It takes keeping things in perspective when things are going great, when you do strike those deals. And when you don't strike those deals, it's keeping it in perspective Yeah. at all times. Remember that. 
It's a powerful piece. Yeah, I need to remember that. And everybody listening, remember that. When times are good, stay neutral. When times are bad, stay neutral and keep everything in perspective. And neutrality doesn't decrease passion. No. I think if anything, it increases it. Yeah, but I think some people actually listening or some people who have heard these types of things before get a little confused that, oh, man, if I think neutrally, then that means I'm a robot. When I'm with my kids and my wife and my partners and and my business partners and everything else, like if I'm that way, then I'm going to be more of a robot. And that doesn't sound fun. That sounds boring. I don't want to be a robot. Right. That's not what we're talking about. That thinking neutral like you said, actually increases, increases passion, right? Because it helps you to stay focused exactly on your definite like, purpose. It helps you to stay disciplined. That's exactly what I was going to say, dude, is it when you stay neutral, it's so much easier to stay focused to what's actually going Committed, on. Committed, disciplined. And, exactly. That's what neutral thinking does for exactly, you. Exactly. Exactly. So friends, I think that's a perfect place to wrap up today is we have goals. Oftentimes, sometimes maybe oftentimes for some of us, we fail at those goals and we have to recalibrate and look back. And the one thing that I wanted to uh, bring forth in this episode is to stay neutral, keep everything in perspective, it, mark it up as an L and move on, move on, stay neutral, keep everything in perspective. Um, Dallas, thank you again for your time. Always spitting this wisdom for us. Yeah. I love, I love this. Me too. Me too. I super enjoy it. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We love this growth cast. We love doing it. We love those that are listening and that decide to join in with us on a daily basis and listen to Dallas's daily drips and our weekend um, extended cuts. Uh, we hope you have a great day. If you guys don't mind, please like, subscribe, and share the podcast um, so we can reach as many people as possible. Um, thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. Take care.